You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Michael. You know, I'm a guitar here real quick. I was thinking of... Uh, I noticed. I, I, was trying to figure, <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to play the, old, the theme song. It's been so long. So yeah. I was like, it's my point of view. Come on. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Kind of like that new one. Maybe we should record that. Me and Ryan singing it, <laughs> singing the theme song. Yeah, I think people would be upset. I'm always weirded out by because you you learned your guitar differently. So I'm always like, what the hell chord is that? But you just learned backwards. Well, it makes sense because I am kind of backwards. We, we, if you meet me or obviously you've been listening, I'm a little I'm a little backwards. I play upside down guitar. It's how I learned. I do kind of everything ass backwards. Probably life in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it's funny about that song. You know, some people are like, man, that song. Uh, I don't like that song. And then other people are like. You know, some fans or listeners, they play the song and they, it's kind of a staple, I guess. I don't know. I yeah. mean, do we keep it? Do we, do we do a new song? What do you guys think? You could write in, say, get rid of that shit or uh, whatever. Good. I like that you're wearing the inside of you mask. I don't, I don't tell you. Still? Do you like it? Is it comfortable? You can be honest. Oh, it's nice. I mean, yeah. I'd rather not wear a mask, but sure. this is the world we live in. So it is. But I mean, as far as masks go, it's great. Great. I like hearing that. Merch. <laughs> yeah, merch. It's all in the merch store. It's, uh, and new mugs. I just had to order new mugs. The ones sold out. Um, so I said, Hey, I'll autograph the mug, blah, blah, blah. So those sold out. So, you know, we ordered more and there's a bunch of other stu- new stuff on the, uh, inside of your store. But, uh, dude, did you, did you feel the earthquake? Fucking <laughs> Yes. What happened? What did you do when you, so wherever you are in the country, if you're not in LA or the area that I'm in, you didn't experience this, but if you did, I, I have, I've had like experiences with earthquakes. I remember one in nine, 99 or 2000, 2001, maybe um, whenever right. it was in California, my friend Dave was crashed and I was running a little place in studio city. And I remember when it really rattled and he just always tells the story. All he heard was there's nothing silence after. And I got, then he hears Dave. He's like, <laughs> yeah, dude. And I'm like, what do we do? <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> so we uh, got under the door frame. I think that's kind of what you're supposed to do, maybe. Yeah, because I, mean, I lived here during the 94 one, uh, Northridge, and I was living, oh. we were living in Sherman Oaks. Horrifying. Yeah. Uh, I, we hid under a table in the hall. That's what I remember doing. Well, so this one, the other night, it wasn't a- This wasn't, one. Wh- how did you react? Well, it sounded like a meteor. I don't know. I was just startled awake. Um, and then I have this old TV that's on my dresser. And like, it's, it's kind of big. So like, that's like the first thing to topple over. And Amanda was sleeping next to me. So like half asleep, I went, it just sort of like, like as like a shield over her. I was like, but I was also like not awake enough to realize like the, anything that was happening. So I was like, but in my subconscious, I was trying to be a hero, but then I really wanted to oh, go back to sleep. Yeah. Well, my friend Xander, I, I know I was, we were watching a horror movie via zoom last night and he was like, Carrie and I, his wife love them both. It was the weirdest thing because I don't know what it's called, but I, I think he had a name for it. They got up, they jolted up, and they were both nauseous and like almost throwing up. And they were like, and I'm like, wow, I didn't have that. But what I did was I deep sleep, and I don't have, I'm not lucky enough to have someone sleeping next to me. You know, in fact, my dog doesn't even sleep next to me anymore. Either of them, I guess, you know, do you blame them? Yeah. But I was out of a deep sleep, just whole, oh, and it was like, that sound. And, I go, I remember I've gotten to the door frame. At first I ran to the dog and Blanche was like, oh my God, you know, I was like, all right, just stay there. Got to the door frame. And I, and I remember I got that voice back from 2001. I was like, Lord, Lord, uh, I'm in your hands now. I don't have any control here. I, uh, 
just, you know, hey, I make it quick. <laughs> you know, it was, it was, it was terrifying. And, uh, and you got to think, you know, you're California and you live in California now. I mean, I grew up in Indiana, but we always have tornadoes. I remember tornadoes in Indiana, seeing two uh, funnel clouds that we call them Jeez. funnel clouds. Uh, tornadoes freak me out more than Dude, earthquakes. Oh my God. Seeing these things in the backyard about, I don't know, a quarter of a quarter of a half a mile away. I was like, Oh my gosh. I have no idea how you guys deal with that. Uh, yeah. And I've had, yeah, a lot of friends, but I had a friend who lost his dad to it at people's houses. I mean, you hear all that stuff, but, uh, this one, you got to think that, uh, the big California one's coming. You got to think, you know, it, it's due. You hope it's not, yeah. but you know, there's going to be one. You know there's going to be another one, a big yeah. one. Uh, yeah, that's what we keep being told. And Yeah, and then there was I'm a brush fire. About it. That day there was a brush fire. Helicopters dropping right near where I live. And I'm like, my buddy Harlan, you know, dumb and dumber, the cop that picks, you know, he's like, uh-huh. you guys drinking on some of Grandpa's cough medicine, yeah. are you? <laughs> he he, he uh, leaves a voice memo. He goes, hey, bud, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, the choppers are around. They're dropping water and whatever shit they drop. And uh it's kind of right near you, so uh, look, I don't know what's going to happen, but you might want to grab your laptop or your belongings. And I'm like, what is going on? Earthquake this morning, brush fire, COVID, all the shit that's going on in the world. And I'm thinking, I mean, is it? Na- I guess it's normal to think, is this end of days? You start to think that, but you got to, we can't think like that. You can't live in the future. No. I talk about that. You just got to go, hey, what do you got? What do you got? Throw it at me, and I'm going to do the best I can to deal with it. And yeah. you hope that it just things get better. And look, I mean, look, that's life. You know, you have these highs, you have these lows, you have these. But the, the things you can't control are the toughest, right? The things mm-hmm. that you know you can't control: death, you can't control, uh, you know, uh, earthquakes <laughs> or tornadoes, or so uh, you know. And then I just found out a friend's dad died. My other friend, close friend, his dad got COVID, went to the hospital, had pneumonia. He's doing better now. Um. Oh, also a big a big shout out to Mr. Lally, Tom Lally Sr. I love you, Mr. Lally. Uh, you're a fantastic human being, and, I, and I'm wishing you the best. And thinking of you, he knows that because I text him constantly. Hey, it's Rosenbaum. <laughs> All right, Mike. You know, I, it's so cliche, and people do that when something tragic happens. Or, but it's 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 pretty easy to just text somebody or call somebody and just say, "I want you to know I love you." Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. that that's it. It's 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 good for everyone. Um, I immediately, uh, did that with my siblings. So I don't talk to a ton. And, uh, my brother who I hadn't talked to in a while said, you know, text me something really nice. And it was, uh, it was nice. It was almost like self-deprecating sort of like, Hey, I know I'm, I, I've sort of been a little bit of a fuck up, whatever my older brother. And he said something that was kind of profound and <clears throat> I'm not going to say it probably as profoundly as he <laughs> texted it to me but uh it was nice um so yeah look uh also a shout out before we get into our guest and, and this is a fantastic guest i know i say that but uh also you guys know that uh, you, you heard it a million times whatever you could do to support the podcast you're doing it by listening but if you're here for this guest only subscribe listen watch on youtube it's all free to do that and if you want to join patreon which by the way my patrons are the reason why we're doing this show because uh you know supporting the podcast in other ways and you know, there's a bunch of great stuff that I, I, I give, like certain tiers get questions with me and inside of me. And I created a character that talks to me like a, a female version of me, a uh, an Australian, if that's what you want to call it. Sure. Uh, his accent goes in and out. But he asks me questions from the patrons mm-hmm. in those. And I create these. So I'm home alone because you're not here a lot. And I create these characters that talk to me and ask me questions. So that's all part of that. And then uh, 
some tiers get to ask the guest questions called shit talking. So I go, this is from my Patreon. This is so-and-so. We do Zooms. There's a bunch of shit. It's great. Started this community. There's a huge amount of uh, friendships that have been created. So Patreon, inside of you, Patreon, if you haven't heard of it, check it out. I think you'll love it. It supports the podcast. And, and just uh, you know, text your friends, email your friends to listen or watch or, and subscribe and support the podcast at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and at Inside of You Pod on Twitter. So I want to thank them. And a big shout out. We did a stage at Rob Danson and I. We're trying to make a new album. So we do these stage at these live performances on stage at and tons of people come and uh the, the top bidder or whatever, uh, two lovely ladies, uh Vicky Garcia and Lisa Jordan. I want to give you my love right now. Vicky Garcia, Lisa Jordan, top bidders. Thank you so much. And uh, thanks for supporting uh our music and um want to make an album and I got lastly I will say this if it wasn't for the, this podcast which I almost quit many times in the beginning we weren't getting anybody to listen I was like what am I doing I mean this is just a a blow to the ego no <laughs> one gives a shit and then I just stuck with it and I'm so glad I did because and, and the music I really started two years ago and uh you know the Patreon I started six months ago but if I w- wasn't doing these things I, what would I be doing now I wouldn't be looking at this inside of you pillow that uh, Kristen and um, Leah made for me with all the names of the guests and these pillows. And, but I wouldn't be doing all, you know, so it's all the love and support. And, and you know, um, you know, when I talk about it, I mean, um, there's some podcasts that are huge, you know, that just get in. And, and then there's some podcasts there. But I think everybody nowadays, all these new celebrities since the COVID, they're starting podcasts. So they're all podcasters. So there's a lot to listen to. And I'm like, you know, to be able to come back and listen to me and support me in this podcast and us, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bryce, uh, it's really, um, it's, it's amazing. And I'm so grateful and I'm glad I stuck with it and, uh, it's growing and it makes me happy. So again, thank you, Ryan. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You're welcome. I'm glad you stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. I mean, I, what the fuck would I be doing? Uh, this guest is, um, someone I've known for a while. Also, you should know he's the only one that you see, um, in person that I've been doing because I've done all Zooms. Now, he was it was in person because we did it months ago because we didn't think... We, we did start- a bunch in a row at the end of January, beginning of February, and we just R- sort of been... And then when COVID hit, we decided to do some Zooms. Zooms. And we uh, sort of held on to this one for a while. We held on. We're like, you know, this could go on for a long time, longer yeah. than we anticipated. So, uh, yeah. So this is... Uh, you'll see him, but uh, he's not wearing a mask because this is way before COVID. So... Uh, He's a great guy, and I didn't I didn't know him that well, other than you know just kind of really friendly. But man, I, he opens up, man. He opens up so much about his um, biological father and and his and Kurt Russell who raised him and Goldie. And uh, it was, you know, I didn't expect this interview to be more than fifty minutes, and it went longer because I was so interested in him, and he was so open and fun, and I loved, I loved talking to him. I really loved. I, I think you can hear it in my voice while we're talking as it get goes on. So Oliver Hudson, uh, he's, he's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, you, you know, his sister, Kate, they have a podcast and, uh, let's just get into it. I think you're going to really dig this. Uh, let's get inside of Oliver Hudson. It's my point of view. You're listening to inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. How do we know each other? I'm pretty sure that I went out with your wife 
Oh yeah, a long, long time ago, and I really liked her, and she dumped me, and then she yeah. dated someone else, and then met you, and then you got married. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when that's it. I left the house. She was at the house. I was like, I'm going to talk about Rosenbaum and your whole relationship. Did and you she, say that to yeah, her? Yeah. She goes, Don't, don't bring it up. I mean, we really didn't have a relationship. No, I it was know a you dated for thing. a minute. I was too. You know what it was? It was one of the first times in my life. Not the first. I've I've had a lot of these moments where I am just intimidated by a woman. She was so, I felt she was like, nobody's perfect, mm-hmm. but I thought she was beautiful yeah. and sweet and smart and cool. And mm-hmm. I was like, don't fuck the, and I just, and, <laughs> and that's why I think I'm single. That's why I think a lot of my confidence is not because of Aaron. No, no, no. no I know, but I, I, know, know what I, mean. I know what you mean. I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah, no, she's, she's amazing. You missed out. You blew it. I mean, you really <laughs> I didn't did. Blow it. Yeah, I mean, I, didn't blow I, it. I don't know what happened. But I'm happy that she came into my world because that woman is. Did you know right away? Did you know right away? Yeah. Well, you know how it is, man. Like we met actually. Don't say WB in an acting class. It's just almost worse, you know. Um, But I had a girlfriend. I was dating Vanessa Shaw. Remember Vanessa Shaw? No. She was an actress around town for a minute. Actually, she lived right up here, and we were friends for a minute. Yeah. And then she dated Simon Rex. For about six months. That's what I thought. That's what happened right after me. Simon started dating. Yes, her. it was. And Simon. I was like, of course, he's way better looking. He's got a great body. He's got that Italian look on his face. Yeah, he's got that. Just like, a good looking guy. Italian look, looking. look he, on his face. <laughs> God damn it. He, <laughs> he looks. He, he looks American, but at the time, he's he had an Italian look on his face. Such a good looking guy. Yeah, he's, anyway, he's yeah, a, yeah. So she dated him for uh, six months. She did him for six months, and then we we got together. But like anything else, when we first got together, of course, she was great. I didn't know her, but she was just sexy as shit. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, you know, see her naked. I mean, that's really what it was. Let's be honest. No. And then uh, we got, we we made it happen. And uh, that was that. I mean. And it was good. I was concerned at first. That you weren't good. Yeah. You were quick. Y- yeah. Yeah. Who wouldn't be quick? Yeah, I was quick. I'm, qu- I'm quick all the time. I- I've been married for 19 years and I'm still quick sometimes you know what's wrong with that you know what i say here's what i say ryan there's nothing wrong with i it. look at a woman if that happens and i just go because someone told me this works mm-hmm. i go compliments to you <laughs> and then she's like that's not gonna work no you <laughs> fucking are you're in your 40s you shouldn't be coming like yeah. an eight, a 17 no, year no, old no, dude i mean i i swear to god i've been with aaron for 19 years and sometimes i don't i feel i don't know what happens does she say what three happened? pumps in and i'm like holy shit slow down what you is know? it you think with uh, premature ejaculation what 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 i i think men, i mean i can speak for myself but i'm men i think are very vi- vis- visual super visual yeah right? the minute you i see- get into the zone and i see it all happening yeah i'm like i'm Uh-oh. doing this oh shit this- oh, oh, yeah <laughs> it's happening right now and i can see everything and, isn't that something yeah and i'm like it's all beautiful and hot and i'm like okay well don't look look away or something I, that is a beautiful vagina and your penis is going in and out of yeah. that and you're done no and by the way your penis has never looked better oh because the lighting the is lighting so, is good uh, it's a nice sheen yeah. oh you know maybe i'm yeah. moving Light, a shaft of moonlight a shaft of moonlight <laughs> yeah it's 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 real i mean that those visuals dude i'm you know, glad you i'm glad you 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 go early yeah i mean not all the time but uh, if she, if she loves you she's good with it she's like me, hey he's gonna give me a, he's gonna do it do it better here's next the thing time, I, th- I think men men have a, a misconception though men think that women just want 
to have sex for hours. That is just not the case. And that won't be the case if they're dating me. Well, good. It I just then, won't then happen. Let's, let's, promo- let's promote, I, you, promote your premature ejaculation. I can, well, I, I can never date. I can never have. If you're a woman out there and you're thinking, oh, man, Rosenbaum's kind of cute. Uh, <laughs> I want to have sex with him. Just know. You'll never have hours of sex with Good. Them. No one will, wants if, that. If you're counting cumulatively in a decade. <laughs> then you're going to get about an hour and a half. You're going to get maybe a couple hours. Mm. But not, but go ahead. In the moments that things are going really well, too well. Actually well for me where I'm like, oh, I'm in a zone now. I, I, can, I can last for however long I want, which happens. Aaron is like, okay. Let's get this fucking over with. Already. Should I put some? Um, yeah. Should I put some uh, Jennifer Aniston <laughs> Friends exactly. season four on? She's <laughs> she's done. She it's it, she it, it's a good eight to eight to eleven minutes, and then boom. Do you watch any porn? We used to. Is it does that mess up things? No, 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 no. Do I, you, I don't. I don't watch porn anymore personally. I, I quit. I don't either. I mean, I, I quit. Very, I quit. very seldom. I quit. I, swear. I quit about uh, a year and a half ago. You say you quit like you're an addict? I wasn't an actual addict, but it was. It was it, you. I use it to self soothe, meaning like I'm bored. What right. can I do right now? Oh, I'll jerk off. It's going to pass the time. And much like smoking a cigarette. I quit that as well. Yeah, I don't smoke either. I you quit. know what I mean? Been, I quit, yeah, but, seven but that's months. why I smoked. I was like, you know, especially on movie sets or TV sets, it was like, okay, in between takes, what am I going to do now? I'm bored. I'll smoke a cigarette. Stress, and that's the same boredom. with jerking off, dude. Jerking off, it was like, okay, I'm home alone for an hour and a half, two hours. Did I, what, what the fuck am I going to do? Even while you're married, you're jerking off. Yeah. Not yeah. anymore, though, dude. I have, let me tell you something. Yeah, tell me. Since November of last year, I have jerked off probably, I don't know, 10 to 13 times. Since when? A year, a year, about, oh, just over a year. Okay. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't I'm want to tell you something. I don't I'm, want, not, I'm, I'm sort of done with it. And by the way, I'm not trying I'm not to. With it. Right. I'm not trying not to. I just have no desire, but my sex life with Aaron is on fire. All right. See, this is, yeah. this is, yeah, look, I. I'm not saying this to just make you feel better because well, not that you need to feel, but you're, first of all, you're married, you have three kids, you have a great life, you're working, you're getting laid, you're doing all these great things. So uh, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I wish I was in your shoes. I really do. <laughs> but, uh, I, I've never been a jerk offer, mm-hmm. yeah. jerk off, <laughs> but I've never been a jerk off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember I just never, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I jerked off a little bit in college, Yeah, but I've never been one that like. I got to masturbate. It, it just, it was one of those things where we're like, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since you got laid. It's like, uh, yeah. All right. I'll jerk off. You know, the problem with me is I get, I have ADD. Yeah. So sometimes it's just like, I'm trying to jerk off and now mm. I'm thinking that is the, I think I just heard the, right. the wash is done. You get distracted. I got to put the, I got to put the clothes in the dryer. Right. Is that my dog on there? Maybe something, <laughs> maybe I should go down there. Now it's just, a, it's limp. It's hard. It's lit. It's oh, like a God. fucking sling. It's terrible. You get distracted while jerking like, forget off. Forget it. Forget it. No, I agree. I, I just, when I was younger, I was, when I I had I got mono in high school. I got mono a couple of years ago. So we're adult, Did you really? adult mono, dude. I'll tell you about that. That fucked me up, man. Oh, you know Justin Bieber. You see that that happened? Yeah. Well, go ahead. Oh, so I had mono and and I was home for fucking two months. She so jerked shit. off. You had the strength oh, to I jerk jerked, off. With oh, mono? dude, I, I I was so bored. I jerked off like ten times a day. I mean, <laughs> I was must have out not had of mono, my then. mind. Well, I can sit on a couch and get hard. You know, I mean, that's so that's easy, even I with guess. a fever. Yeah, you know, I'm sleepy, but I can still jerk off. Yeah, I didn't get mono when I was a kid, and so uh, 
maybe because I didn't ever, you know, this is called the kissing disease, which mm-hmm. is kind of bullshit. It's like you can get it off a lip balm, you can get off whatever. Mm-hmm. But I had fight or flight for so long because I was go- I was stressing myself out, not being able to deal with stress. Mm. That uh, I was a lead on a show, and then I was trying stand up in front of crowds with big comedians, and I'd never done it. And I was in a band for the first time performing on stage. I just did everything at once, and I was not. When I say fight or flight, I was perpetually, consistently in heart, 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 like always nervous, ner- like always on edge, going up till t- you know two in the morning, getting back home. Re- and something happened. Just the perfect storm. Yeah. While I was I was in Germany. I came back. And I went to the doctor and it took me, they go look for adult mono, adult yeah. mono. It could, t- it could take you. Speaking of jerking off on mono. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I'm telling you for adults over a year for me to really start to feel my, who I am again. So you, you had Epstein bar as well, right? I mean, cause that goes, I guess so. that yeah, that whole thing, oh, dude. but it, dude, it was brutal. And oh, I had like man. high mercury and I had like real shit. Like I got, I didn't believe it because I was like, I don't have mono. Yeah. No way. Then they thought I had fucking Lyme disease. So they sent me. The, so one of my friends was like, you should go to this Lyme specialist. So I went to this Lyme specialist. She goes, you have Lyme. Then I went to another Lyme specialist. You have Lyme. I'm like, fuck this. I know I don't have Lyme. She's giving me penicillin shots in my ass. How do you know you don't have it when you have two doctors tell you because, you were just listening to your body? I'm not saying Lyme disease is is a hoax because it's not. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of doctors out there that kind of just will be like, oh, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you look at your your results. So the first thing I did was went to my general practitioner again. I said, "Listen, man, there's no way I have fucking mono and Lyme disease and Babesia or some fucking shit. I, I I've never been bitten. I don't." Mm-hmm. He goes, "I'm going to send you to the Infectious Diseases Center over at Cedars," mm-hmm. and I go, "Great, I'm excited about this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went there, <laughs> and this trip. guy was like one of the heads, and he looked through every the booklet of all these tests. He goes, you know, let me tell you something. You could listen to me or not. I don't think you have Lyme disease. I think you got mono. And I think you're tired. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, you're going to get better. I don't want you to take these tests anymore. If you took a lot of these tests that they're they're giving you, I would show up positive in some of these tests. A lot of people would be, the, I don't think you have mono, or, or Lyme. Mm-hmm. Move on with your life. Yeah. And I did. And from that day forward, I started getting better. Oh, wow. And I'm not saying Lyme's fake. I'm saying if they say you have Lyme, go to a specialist disease control. And the Lyme people will say, no, doctors say it's bullshit. And some do. But this guy goes, I've seen Lyme. I've seen it. I believe it. I don't think you have Lyme. Mm. And well, you had auto, you were autoimmune. I mean, I've had autoimmune disease of some sort. Though. I just was mono like, uh, uh, or yeah, whatever it was. I was fucked, man. Well, then who the hell are you supposed to believe any these days? You know, yeah, I mean, I, who knows, man, but I hit a wall and it was scary because were you able to work? I mean, were no, you able to function? I mean, how did you No, I was, I was pretty fucked, man. I was like, I couldn't, I think I did some things, but I was like, I'm not at my best. I don't have the confidence. Cause I always feel like I'm gonna be too tired. Yeah. How am I going to finish this? I just, I, I still functioned where I tried to sleep mm-hmm. and I tried to watch movies and read and, you know, if my friends did something, but I felt so self-conscious. Like, I know I look like shit. Mm. I know I don't look like myself. I know they're looking at me like I feel. Mm-hmm. They're looking at me and they're just being nice. And some of my friends would just be like, 
dude, man, you look like shit. Yeah. I'm like, ah, fuck, why am I going out? <laughs> so I just looked like. Did it Did it give you any anxiety? You oh, know? yeah, yeah, dude. Okay. I'm telling you, that's when I fucking hit a wall with yeah. anxiety. I think that started the whole thing. That that anxiety kind of just went boom that out the window. That shit is real, dude. I mean, I, it's I, real. You I, have anxiety? Uh, well, I mean, I, I went in my 20s. I had a year of debilitating anxiety. Like, lose my shit. Can't leave the house. Every time I left Attacks. the house, I was throwing up. You know, I was still trying to be an actor. I was just sort of getting started. Really. Nervous about auditioning, nervous well, about everything. No, I didn't know. So it it, it it hit me. Actually, I was with my friend John going into Crazy Girls of all places, right? Is that a, a department uh, store? Yeah, it's a department store <laughs> on uh, Fairfax. and They give good hand jobs at the department store, <laughs> Amazing, they? Amazing, dude. Fuck. Right. That's, yeah, go ahead. It is a Crazy nice Girls, which was owned previously by uh, Slash or something? No. No, it was the uh, the dude who was the. This is going to be the worst way to explain who this guy is. <laughs> he owned Crazy Girls. He was the deputy cop in Scream. Mm. David Arquette. That's it. I think he might have owned one of those. Did places. he really? I, think I, he I might... cannot believe you described David Arquette, the deputy cop. In... I, what, 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 no, what but would, it's good. How I, would you describe? I, him? I fucking got it. I mean, I. But got how would it. you describe him? Um, what would you have said? He's married. Uh, he's the a guy, bro- brother of, of Patricia yeah, Arquette. Yeah, exactly. The, the brother of Patricia <laughs> no, Arquette. No, I didn't know Arquette. Right, I couldn't remember right. the name. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm walking in, and he, my friend John is in front of me. And my heart just out of nowhere explodes, or so beating, I think. Beating, beating. Ba-boom. It put me on a knee because I was like. Argh! I thought you had a heart attack. I thought I was having a heart attack. And I was like, John! And he didn't hear me. And I, I took it five minutes outside. Like, I, I didn't die. And I was gathering myself. I went in. I had a vodka. I was like, I need something to... I don't know what the fuck just Take happened to edge. me. Yeah. And I was like, I got to get out of here. Something's weird. That started almost a year of intense anxiety to where I would wake up every day and feel like I couldn't breathe. And Tingling then I'd, down your arms. Oh, dude, I all know, that. I, I would go that. outside and throw up. And I was surfing a lot of the time, but I was not going to let it affect my life. So I would go out into, I would go under the lineup and, and fucking throw up and stuff, but try to catch waves. And, and then I was, I was, all, I was still trying to be an actor. So I was going to fucking audition. You were hiding it because you had to it hide it. It was gnarly. There. It was so intense. So how did you be? Meditation, um, writing in journals, and then I, I got through most of it, and then I there was still a little edge, and then I took antidepressants. I was I took Selexa. I was on Selexa for a while. What is Selexa? Selexa is an antidepressant. That's not like you go Selexa. Can you <laughs> turn on the radio? That's not it. <laughs> That's funny. No, no, no. Well, what is it? Uh, it's antidepressant. It's an anti anxiety. It's an antidepressant anti anxiety. Right. It's it's an anti, it's called an antidepressant. It's an SSRI. It's an uptake. It's a serotonin uptake inhibitor. Right. Basically. Right. I think I took something. I like didn't it. have a depression, but it was good for my to take the edge off of my. It really worked. Oh, dude, it fucking. Are you still on it? No. So I got off of that, and then I, <laughs> I was working in Nashville for two years away from my kids on the show Nashville. Yeah, and I just had my third kid, Rio. She mm. was 10, 10 days old, and I have to go for two years to fucking Nashville. So now I'm flying back and forth every chance That's I gonna got. That's gonna give you anxiety. It, it it took a toll, and then I had a mo- another moment. And you uh, said, fuck, it's back. Oh, dude, I, I had a boom. I had a freak out. And I was so like, Alexa. holy shit. I didn't. I went, then I went on to Lexapro. And so now I'm on Lexapro, but I'm weaning off. It's been three years. Things are good. So I'm trying to just sort of well, wean so off. So what triggers it. this? I'm, I'm getting so it's different for people. Mm-hmm. But I think like for me, 
when you're not sleeping enough, mm-hmm. when you're flying too much, when you're not taking care of yourself, when yeah. you're not exercising, yeah. when you're allowing yourself, if all these things, if you're not doing all these things, then, you know, you can't fight off this stuff. Dude, totally. Well, for the, for the, there was two different reasons why in the two separate parts of my life. The first one was just trying to be an actor in my early 20s, right? My mom's a movie star. My dad's a movie star. Kate is now a movie star. And I am trying to fucking do this. I'm not putting my all into it at all. I'm, I, I am just sort at of. At that point. No, dude. But still, I have I've, I've put this expectation and this pressure on myself. And it's just not going well. But I was not. I wasn't going full speed because the harder you try, the further it is to fall. You know, if I study for an audition with an inch of its life and I go and I fucking bomb, it's going to hurt. If I don't study and I just go hungover and read the lines in my car as I'm going to the audition and I don't get it. Oh, fuck. I didn't try. I have an excuse. Good. Right. And that's where I was in the the ladder. And and then it just caught up to me and through therapy and through, you know, meditation and my journal writing, it all came into, it all came into view as to why this was happening to me at this time. It was sort of like a quarter life crisis, you know? I think John Mayer. Maybe it's a quarter life crisis. (laughs) Is that that song? Why why Georgia is the song? (laughs) Why Georgia? Why? (laughs) That's the song. He says a quarter life crisis. I never heard it before then. I didn't even know that that was a song. But now we're in our midlife crisis. We're in our midlife crisis. That's right. And I kind of had one. I also think just communication. I mean, there was a lot that I held in in my later years going to Nashville. You know, it's just the authenticity, you know, holding shit in. Not being truthful to yourself, to people around you, um, not being expressive, not being vulnerable oh the way I God. should be vulnerable. I mean, all of these things, being away from my family, I think that's what led to this. The right, right, you know what's happening one. right now? I'm going to be honest with you. What? I knew you were coming in here. I was yeah. excited. I hadn't seen you for a while. I always liked you. Just yeah. a genuine dude. Always liked you. We didn't hang out really, I know, but I, I liked we, you. We had moments. We had, a, we had, a, we we had, had moments and some yeah, laughs, yeah. but just, you know. Yeah. But now, just 20 minutes into this, mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm learning so much. And I, and I, I, I just, I love that you're so open about this shit because this is like. It's important, dude. I, I you know, fuck everybody else listening. Mm-hmm. It's really about me. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> right. That's right. No, but I, I, it's, it's, it's just, <laughs> it's ringing in my ears. Mm-hmm. Like, the, it seems like, you know, I talked about this through all the other podcasts, but this is what I think we're, we're all listening. We're going. You're giving us little things. Maybe it's just one thing we mm-hmm. learned from you. Mm-hmm. But you're being so open about how you beat your anxiety mm-hmm. that when something's not working for someone else, they can go, you know, Oliver Hudson did this. He journaled mm-hmm. about how he was feeling. And he did this and this. Maybe I'll give that a shot. Yeah. Maybe I'll try different things. And that's really the key is to just do whatever it takes. No, totally. And by the way, I've always been an open book. And I think it's important now. That's why I love w- what you're doing. I love what we're doing in the space, right? Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's time to fucking tell the truth. I, I think we can ha- you can help people with your truth and your authenticity. Yeah. Who gives a fuck what people think? You know what I mean? Like That's what who, I'm getting who's, over, yeah. Who's going to listen to this right now and say, oh, my God, Oliver had anxiety? Or Oliver, you know, took antidepressants. I mean, I don't give a fuck. I mean, that that stuff does not affect and me by the at way, all. By the way, the fact that you're saying that. Now, I'm not sure I believe you completely. Why not? Now, <laughs> no, I believe you. I believe that you care what everyone else mm. thinks. Hang on, less than me. But I'm not sure you're completely like it doesn't somehow affect you. Okay. 
You're not wrong. Okay. And here's how you're not wrong. When it comes to the stuff that we were just talking about in my personal life and the things that I believe in or my truth. You don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I agree with you. Okay. Okay, I'm with you. Now I get as it. An, as a performer, as an entertainer, as an actor, as I, I do, and that has been my downfall Me too. as an actor. Sure. I sure. think that I have not touched my potential because fear. of fear. 100%. How do we get I over that? How so do we much. get over that? And, that? and on my 24th birthday, Kurt, my stepdad... Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell right. He pulls me in, and this is right when I started acting. I mean, I was 21, 22. Actually, 24 is when I got my first gig, and I was going to do this job, my one of my first big jobs. And I was so scared and so nervous. And by the way, I still get so fucking nervous when I go work. Of course. It makes me crazy. It's like, why I, can't, I, I would be so great if I didn't have to do No, but it's part of you. I don't want no, it to I, be a part I, of me. Totally. Not yeah, this much. Yeah. I'm, I'm so with you. I'm like, I don't, I, don't give me the, it's a part of you or use it bullshit. Give me a little I, bit. Just let me be free and then I'll be good. Right. But he told me, he goes, here's the thing. The talent is all there. The problem is with you. He goes, you just have to stop giving a shit what people think about you. And, it's true, but that's him, okay? And this is what I learned later on. I was always, for 10 years, trying not to give a shit. I'm trying not to give a shit, because Kurt truly doesn't give a shit uh, about yeah. what people think about him in the acting space. And my brother Wyatt Russell, right now. Hockey player, who, goalie, who, I yeah, love that guy. goalie. He's crushing him, it. He's, he's an actor and fucking a crushing it right now. Right. His confidence doesn't give a shit. is through the roof. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And if you don't think it's good, I don't give a shit. I tried to emulate that. The problem is the realization I had was that's not in, inherently, that's not who I am. That's, that's not in your these, makeup. That, exactly. That's who these people are, but that's not who I am. And once I recognized that, it was sort of liberating in a way. It's okay to give a shit, but just don't let it. Rule you. Rule you. Right. You can care, you know, but there's a way to sort of curb the anxiety around that caring so much. And expectation. You know what? I have to say this. I was selfishly thinking while you were talking. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Kurt had a conversation with Kurt Russell, <laughs> Snake Plissken, and he looked at him. And he said words of wisdom, don't give a shit. And from then on, Oliver ruled the world. And then I was going to say, is there any way Kirk can have this conversation with me? That's what went through my fucking psychotic mind. If it worked for you. But okay, so. But it didn't. I so mean, the point saying, is, is it didn't. I had to discover it myself. Right, because you, this is, this is basic fucking education here. Mm -hmm. This is. Be yourself. Mm -hmm. And this translates to every job, every, you This know. is who you are. Right. Ryan, if you're shy, you're a little awkward, which you are. Right. Yeah, I can but sense that. Who gives oh, yeah. a fuck? Because yeah. you're brilliant. I've seen his shit. He's brilliant. Look right. at his YouTube videos. And it, he just, he hasn't even scratched the surface. I know what this guy yeah. can do. Right yeah. now, he's working with me and hopefully for a while. Yeah. But, you know. I hit the shit out of a record button. I tell you what, though. No, I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I think that there's like, hey. Rosie, you're a little spastic. Mm. You're neurotic. You look at your genes, dude. You come from manic depression and crazy shit and valium induced rages and all this whatever. Yeah. Like, but this is who you are. Yeah. You, try to be as healthy as you can. And you know what? If you fall apart every once in a while, it's okay. Totally. And, and I'm with you when you say the anxiety stuff and this. I am much better. I don't care. I'm talk about it openly about me going to a wellness center, me doing that fucking 
please. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to certain things, like, you know, just offer this movie, and I'm like, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it right now. I don't think I could learn 100 pages of lines in two weeks and mm-hmm. then go. And some people go, you don't have to learn 200 pages. You just go the night before. I don't work like that. Yeah. I'm going to stress myself to the fucking death oh of God, me. Dude, if I, I don't have time to prepare and be fucking great, yep. I will freak myself out not knowing lines. Give no. me a fucking earwig. Yeah. Do whatever. There's all this shit that comes with it. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe I should embrace it. Maybe I go, Rosie, you're fucking right. Yeah. Why would you put yourself through hell uh, for that? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Do your podcast. Yeah. Wait for the right thing. Yeah. Develop your show. Talk to people. Go to some cons. Enjoy life. Why kill yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Unless somebody can just fix me. Or, but, but no, no, no. But if you're running away from it because of, of those fears, then that's not the right place to be, I don't think. You know what I mean? Like, if this movie's a good movie, and it's a great character, and it's something that you want to do, but the idea of going to do it makes you too nervous, and now you're not going to do it because of that. Well, there was other things, like, well, you I mean, know, yeah. Chicago, dead of winter, right. outside. Yeah, you know. Is I've there had, money? Fed surgeries. Not a no, ton. No. Uh, so, I like the guy. He's a good writer. Yeah. You know, I want to do his other movie. I probably will. Right. If he doesn't listen to this or right. if he listens to it, I'll know that I respect him. By the way, lines, you say memorization of lines. That is the biggest problem for me. Me too. For me, it's not about whether I'm a good actor or not. It's like, oh my God, can I remember the lines? And if I don't, everyone's going to think, oh, this fucking guy doesn't know his lines. And now we're not going to lunch on That's time. That's a fear. And, yeah. Is it, is it's it, but more is it, about the lines than it is, is about it logical, the performance. Though? Is it real? Can you, do you have muscle memory where it becomes easier or oh, is yeah. it always hard? No, it becomes easier. It becomes easier. And, it all, and, and it's also, again, sort of saying, you know what? Here's what I tell myself. We're all here to do a job on this movie set, right? We need craft service for food. We need grips. We need electricians. We need everyone. Everyone fucks up. How many times is this like, all right, wait, wait, cut, cut. We got to reset this light. Or the DP says, this isn't working. We need, I, need, I need 15 more minutes. So the actor I, could fuck I'm up. I'm allowed to fuck up. And I'm allowed to say, oh, shit, sorry, guys. I'm going up on my line six times. Fuck I, off. I know that. But there is a part of me that um, wants, this is what I have to change. I just, you're making me realize this. There's a part of me that I'm never late. Mm. I hit my marks every time. I come in, I don't even need my script. I read it. I fucking know it. I don't even want to rehearse. Let's fucking shoot it. Mm. I know it inside out. I put so much pressure on myself. I fucking live it. And then I do it that I don't want to fuck up. Mm -hmm. If I feel lost out there, like, I don't know these lines. Mm -hmm. That is terrifying Mm. to me. That is like dropping the ball. You are a failure. They're all going to see through your shit. You're going to embarrass yourself. <laughs> I remember there was one take in a movie that took me 13 takes mm-hmm. to say a line because I was so in my head that I couldn't even think of the line. Oh, yeah. I could not even think that just stop for a second, breathe, think of like It didn't matter what the yeah, line was. Gone. It wasn't coming it's out. Blank. It came out somehow. And I think God jumped in my body for a second. Yeah. He helped me out right. in that moment. <laughs> in this movie that made no money, he helped me. Yeah, dude. No, I know that. I mean, you just go completely blank. I have a story about that. I was doing a sitcom. Rules uh, of Engagement. Rules of Engagement, right, for seven years. Yep. Live audience. And I was. we were well into the series. I forget what season it was. There was a scene I had spade Patrick Warburton. Right, right, right. And I I had to do this scene right center stage in front of the whole fucking audience. There's like two or 300 people, however many people. I forget the line. Okay. I forget it again. Now it's in your head, in my head. And now I'm done. And there's no one there to save me. 
No, the EP, the executive producer, writer, director, no one said, all right, you know what? Let's just give it a second or every, I was, I was just twisting in the wind. I realized in that moment that I had to take this into my own hands because the audience now went from laughing that I fucked up a Uh line because they do to now it's quiet. Embarrassing. And now I'm six takes in and I cannot get these lines out. And now everyone is feeling for me in this audience, dude. You take two or three, you were probably already thinking that moment's going to come. Oh, 100%. Here they come. They're not going to laugh now. Yeah. I'm going to fuck it up again. Yeah. You're already anticipating your fuck up. And it was was like a page and a half scene, hitting marks and running around, all four cameras rolling. Finally, I said, all right. And I, I took control of everything because I couldn't deal with it anymore. I said, here's what's going to fucking happen. I lost it. I snapped. You did. Oh, I said, okay, Bianca, who is my co-star. I was like, go, let's start the scene. Cameras, you fucking rolling? Keep them rolling. Let's go. You ready? Script was rise. What's the big thing? She tells me the line. I do the thing. I do whatever my sitcom-y thing is. I hit the mark. All right. What, move the cameras. I know we're repositioning. What's the next line? Tells it to me. I did it in four parts and just went through it like that and said, hey, tell me the line. Okay. Okay, great. Ba, 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 ba. Finished it up. I go, all right, all right, we're done. That's it. We're done Was with everybody like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, well, the audience started to cheer, you know, because it was, there was a release of some Maybe sort we're there. moving on finally. Exactly. Or, hey, you fucking like, <laughs> right? Exactly. Right? But it was that moment of, I am so fucked. And, you, you and took and control. Are, I, I had to. I, I had to save myself. It was desperation time. No one was reaching out to me and saying, oh, dude, let's just, hey, Ollie, you want like 10 minutes, dude? You want 10 minutes just to chill? That's probably been worse. 10 minutes would have been worse. (laughs) I can't think straight. It's just more to You know what I was thinking you were going to do? This is what I would have done. And I think this this happened like in a lot. I was doing a sitcom. And I said the line, blah, blah. And my dad was there that night. And that's a big thing Mm. because like, you know. Yeah. Talk about feeling like failure. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm there and I do this thing. And they go, "Uh, Rosie, yeah, let's take it back. Let's do that again. And I remember I, I stumbled and I was like, and the director's like, all right, cool, moving on. And I knew, I knew, I didn't, I, I didn't care. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care if he's moving on. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if it sucked. Yeah. I want to move on. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. All, and so I think in that situation, I might've been like, you know what, guys, we can always pick this up when you're not here. You know, the scene, you've seen it. We're going to pick it up after the show. I'm not going to hold up your time because I don't know my goddamn lines <laughs> and make a joke and be done with it. After take two. Yeah. We're going to do it afterwards. I'm not doing it now. That's what's happening. Yeah. Uh, okay. They would have listened to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, for sure. For but sure. Why do we get so terrified? I don't know. Because because we, we care. We care. Yeah. But we care, we care too much. But we care too much. Or, or we, I think I just care what, I care how people perceive me. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's 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 like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. 
Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Look, how many times in interviews over your life has it, and it's a wonder too, you talk about the pressures, you talk about, you know, you're 20 and like, mm-hmm. here's Kate has this huge success and mm-hmm. here's my, my dad's Kurt Russell and my mom's, uh, you know, Goldie Hawn. It's like, of course, it's like, how are you not going to compare and go, yeah. I, I guess I should be a movie star. Yeah. It's that easy. Yeah. I should just be a movie star yeah. and you're working and all these things. Sure. I mean, I, but the thing is, it's not what I wanted to do. I mean, I, I, I wanted to make movies like when my direct, set, produce, yeah, direct, produce, right? right. That's what I did when I was a kid. While Kate was doing plays, I had cameras and filters and squibs and blood and fucking latex. And, horror movie. Oh, I love all that oh, shit. You and I should make a horror movie. movie. Oh, I would love Dude. to. I, I really would. I, 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 I I'm writing a horror, horror series movie. right now, and it's Are fucking you? good. Bro. Oh, dude, two actors talking about the pride, but it is, man, <laughs> it is. No, I, I loved, I loved all that shit. I grew up on on horror, you right. know, and that's what I did. And then I went to college for two years, left Boulder. I was just, I was gonna kill myself there. I was just drinking and skiing, pretty much. Then I, I worked at uh, as a PA for two years production assistant on movies and then i went in an sc summer intensive thing which was really fun and then i was like i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do for but you money. had to know you were good looking because i remember seeing you and i was you know and i was like Man, that guy's really cute she's <laughs> a cute guy good looking cute clean cut guy so you had looks i mean your mm. mom's goldie hawn was bill hudson a good looking guy yeah you, yeah, stud. You, have, you don't talk to him. Stud. I know that, right? There's no, we, we do now. We you do, do now a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it's a crazy story. I mean, I, I was um, I was working in New Orleans and it was Father's Day and I posted something with my sick sort of dark sense of humor. And it was a picture of my sister and my dad and myself in happy times. And I the caption was happy abandonment day. And I thought it was funny. I still think it was funny, but but the, you hadn't talked to him in how long? Oh, ever? I haven't. I hadn't seen him in thirteen, fourteen right, so, years. But, 15 but who years. would have thought that Bill Hudson was on the Instagram? Well, he wasn't. But or what the, happened was, is the press picked it up, and then it caught fire, and then it all went viral, and then of course, because my sister is my sister, it, it, she got included into the whole thing. The comments on my that post just fucking started stacking up. Like, I mean, it, it turned into this whole thing. People being nice or people kind of both. Yeah, both supportive and like, yeah, hey, both, right. both, both. And then, 
And I was like, oh, shit. I was just trying to be funny, you know. Did your mom think it was funny? I mean, I, she was like, Oliver, ugh, you know, she did one of those. And Kate, same thing. Kate was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I was just trying to make a fucking joke. How old joke. are you again? I'm 43. When, you, when this happened? No, no. This was, I was, uh, I was like 39. Okay, so it wasn't 40. long ago. No, no, right, no. Right, this right. is recently-ish. Right, right. So. Then my dad uh, comes out with an article on like the Daily Mail saying, I, you know, that my kids are dead to me. And I mean, he, he, he was very hurt by it. Because he had heard about it. He's not on Instagram. And then I wrote him a text. I got his number and wrote him a long text. And uh, it wasn't mean, but it, it, was, it was stern. And I apologized, but didn't in a way. You know, I said, look, who are you to be? Dead angry? to me. You have been dead yeah, to me. This is what I'm saying. I'm like, who are you to be angry about this, dad? I mean, let's get real for a fucking second. And it led to a phone call which was a three hour phone call, which was really Emotional? an amazing phone call. No, no right. tears, but it was, you know, it was, I, I, I sort of put him on the witness stand. You know what I mean? I was just grilling him. It right. was just talking about my life and you know, everything. And I'm, a, I'm a man now. I'm no longer even in my twenties when we were, when we talked last, I mean, things are different. It was a great conversation. I finished this job. I went back to LA and had a, an amazing breakfast with him at Patrick's Roadhouse. What was that like? It Walking was, to see, you haven't seen your oh, dad dude, in years and years. It was crazy. I mean, were you, did you get really anxious crazy. before it? A little bit, yeah. But but I was, uh, I felt strong. I, you know, it was interesting. I I, um, I went from being sort of, well, I made myself the victim, really, even through my childhood. Because, you know, as a kid, you think you did something wrong. And you think it's your fault, obviously, in the sort of after school special way. Mm-hmm. But- you know, you know, it's not, but now I felt different. I felt like I was in the power seat and I was able to go in you there. You talk to me. <laughs> I'm kind not talking. Let's, yeah. So, <laughs> and I, I went in there. Did you give him a hug? Yeah. Yeah. I went in there. He had long, scraggly hair, He's a musician. A big white beard. And I was like, oh my God. And he, and I, and you know, I'm getting older now. And I was like, holy shit. I look just like this fucker. I mean, it was the eyes of that. Oh yeah. The eyes. I've never seen what he looks like, but yeah. The eyes. I mean, and I gave him a big hug and we had breakfast and it was an amazing talk. And then we sat outside of Patrick's roadhouse and smoked a pack of cigarettes together, which was amazing. And uh, the, even that was part of the catharsis. You know what I mean? We just just smoking. a moment with your dad that you've never had. It was beautiful. I mean, we connected on a on a really interesting level. He was opening up to me about certain things in his life. You know, um, you know his his dad bailed on him in the middle of the night when my dad was five years old. So he was destined to repeat this pattern. He missed it by a year. Yeah. You were four. I know. (laughs) But he was destined because I, I, I was, I knew that this fucked me up at a young age. I wanted to get help. I wanted to figure my shit out. So I didn't do this again to my children. He didn't have that luxury. You know, it was a different time. Therapy was in a different place. Like he, he didn't have a chance. And uh, he said a lot of things about my mom and a lot of nice. things. Oh, yeah, yeah, really nice. And it was an amazing, it was an amazing talk. So you forgave him? Oh, yeah, big time. And then we went out to Moon Shadows about three months later and then drank a ton of beer. And that's when it got emotional, actually. He started to get emotional and we were just, we went from hammering shit out to some resolution. To hammered. To hammered, exactly. To now actually just having fun. 
and him seeing a lot of who he was in me and me seeing a lot of who I am in him, you know, and it was really an, an amazing moment. And now we have a relationship, you know. So from that fucking disastrous post or seemingly disastrous post came something really beautiful, you know. I, I commend you. Yeah, it was, and it I think was good. I commend you both really. But, you know, I mean, there's two things I would have thought about. One is like, I mean, it doesn't matter. You have to forgive. You have to let go. But it's like, you know, you didn't have to repeat your fucking father what he did, but you did. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what do you do? So you either hold that grudge and say, fuck off and mm-hmm. go, you know what? Why do I want this? There's something deeper that I just want to know more. I want to like, you know, why mm-hmm. go another 30 years or never? No, totally. Why not have these moments, even mm-hmm. if it's just one moment that turned into a couple moments? For sure. And by the way, when you look at, when you, when you really get into it, how can, how can I not forgive him? How can I not be compassionate? When, when I look back on his life and what he went through as a kid with yeah. his mom and dad, how can I not? feel for him take myself out of the equation that's the first thing i said to him when i when i saw him at patrick's roadhouse right i it was it was a little small talk you know and then i'm the one who was like all right let's talk i mean this is the first time i've seen you let's talk and i said the first thing i want to say is let's just take take put aside that you're my dad and then i'm your son you and i are very similar. How is we have very similar stories. Crazy. Your dad bailed. Mm-hmm. My dad bailed. We could sit here and talk as friends and fucking connect and relate right now. And I feel your pain. You know what I mean. And and so that's how it started. And it was a good place to Mutual, start. From. Just a respect, exactly. Not in an angry place. Yeah. Let's try to breathe through it. Let's yeah. try to talk. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. So there's a lot. I mean, was your mom upset about it? Uh, I mean, when I went and was talking because to a him, lot of moms, I know no. people get mad. They're like, "Oh, that piece of shit! That mm-hmm. you're just gonna go. You've had this great father. Kurt's yeah. been great. No. You got to go talk to him." No. But you know how people could think that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, was yeah. it was it yeah. uh, was it your mom who left Bill? I I, I don't even know. Don't I even think know. I think so. I think so. Right. So I think so. But no, my mom was not. No, my mom has always been great with this stuff. But what did Kate do? Uh, that's a good question. My sister, you know, she had a different relationship with him. She was younger, you know, I mean, I was a, the boy and sort of needed that father figure, you know, maybe Kate took a little bit more from Kurt than I did. I, I don't know, but Kate, uh, Kate doesn't, Kate's not where I, Kate wasn't where I was. Right. Kate's totally content, you know, n- not having a relationship with him right yeah, now. She hasn't, right? No, no, but she's she there there's no animosity anymore. Right. You know, there's no anger, you know. Do you talk about this on sibling revelry? Not really. No. no. Do you ever talk about this stuff? Uh not like this. But yeah, I mean, when when I get into heavy conversations or deep conversations with people for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I, again, it's like you said. I, I'm open, man. I, I think it's important it's stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because no, I love how candid and open you are. I mean, it's it's. Why not be? I mean, what, who, what do I have to fucking hide? You know what I mean? I mean, there's probably some things I don't want to say. Yeah. The, the only reason I wouldn't say things is just because I don't want other people to not want me to say them. On sibling revelry, we don't talk a lot about my mom. And Kurt and the family dynamic. That's the rule on that show. Well, yeah, for us, you know, there's some things that we just keep out of it because I know that, you know, Kurt doesn't want things exposed and my mom doesn't want things exposed. And I'm not saying there's anything, you know, secret, but just our lives together. That's sort of special. Katie and I talk about our relationship, you know, the deep, the depth of our relationships. 
you know. And do you we, ever get mad at her on the podcast? Do you ever sometimes, like literally? Not, you're fucking annoying. No, but sometimes I'll call her on her stuff. You know, when Kate gets, uh, she'll get a little, you know, high and mighty, and I'll sort of have to knock her off her pedestal a little bit. Were you? Were you? Do you feel like you were ever like jealous of her or like envious, oh, like comparing of yourself? Course, like, why did she dude? get we talk, fucking almost famous? You know why? You know, yeah. It's one of my one of my biggest issues was comparing myself to everyone. You, I, that's, I think that, fucking, if you right now said, "Oh, dude, I, I I got the new Scorsese thing," I would be happy for you. But there's definitely a part of me is like, "You fuck, fuck, dude, what?" But, but there's no, I mean, I think there's a difference though. There's a difference. If you're comparing yourself, like, you know, that guy has it. So I should have it. You know, that's not healthy. Right. And no. I, and I believe it's, it's a, it's a learning curve with anybody. It's like, first of all, you really, I'm just genuinely feel so good when you can go, I want you to be successful. Oh, I want you to do it. But yeah, of course it feels there's great when you can course, feel yes. that or, but, but, but really when you can really feel that, not yeah. fake feel that because sometimes I have to do that. Yeah. Sometimes I have to be like, Oh, I'm so happy for you. And then when I start to say it and force myself to say it, I'll start to feel it. Yeah. But that yeah. initial thing, I'm like, okay, force yourself to say it, you know? And then once I do, then I can, I melt a little bit, but no, for sure, dude. I mean, now there's competition and, and it's not jealousy as much as it is envy. She's had such an amazing career. And even Wyatt right now. Wyatt, you know, from the very beginning, he he busted his groin and had too many concussions. And he comes home and he goes, I want to be an actor. And he's fucking immediately at Sundance in the first year with two movies. You know, and I'm like, you fuck. Like, yeah, I'm making money. And yeah. I'm on a great sitcom that's doing well. But there's a part of me that is envious of their the creative that they get to be a part of, you know, yeah. they've done amazing things with amazing people. And you know, Wyatt did link lighters movie. Everybody wants some. And he was in Austin, Texas for three weeks with all the crew and writing with link lighter. And, you know, Kate's with Cameron Crowe and Wyatt's doing all these cool independent movies with real, with visionaries, you know, yeah. you know, people who are now uber successful. It's a different trajectory. Yeah. People would look at me and, and kill to have my career, of course. you know, but you know, it's, it's all, it's, there's a relativity there. I look at them and I, I'm, you know, but, but I want, I I'm want some you, of that. The more, the more it's okay. That's okay to yeah, want, no, it's okay. The more, but it is certainly it's, it's hard and we don't do it enough mm -hmm. where I, I guarantee you don't do this nearly enough. I'd say very little mm. where you just sit there for a minute to, by yourself, sit in your house. Nobody's in the house. Or maybe they are. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, the three little kids, the little amigos, they're running around, they're kicking something. Mm -hmm. You know, Aaron's, you know, in a bra, I'm hoping. Yeah, I hope so. And you Depends <laughs> what kind of bra, though. Uh, probably okay. cotton. I know, but here's the problem. She's, she's going to hate me for saying this, but, but she's been wearing these, they're like armor bras. It's like so, you know, padded, even though she's got beautiful big boobs as you probably can remember they're amazing i, I got to the boobs yeah, i'll did. be honest it, with you. that's it, it. incredible i mean really <laughs> fantastic i mean all time yeah the, rub all it time, in buddy all time rub it in but sh but she wears these sort of more padded things just to you know i don't know protect i don't know we know why protect those protect uh, them and i'm bosoms. like give me the lace again i give me the soft stuff Anyway, go you ahead. You know what? Keep playing subliminally. Keep playing Stevie Nicks <laughs> in the background. Yeah. Leather and Lace, oh, that yeah, song. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she'll start to go subconsciously. Yeah. It's like a David Blaine trick. That's a good idea. So you're going to fucking, all of a sudden, you're going to be like, dude, what happened? <laughs> Buzzing buddies over here. No, what I'm saying yeah. is, try this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, I need to do this more. And mm. I, I have been. Sit there and go, God, look at me, man. I have this beautiful wife. These three kids live in a nice house. 
I like my parents. I got this relationship with my dad. I got this cool podcast. Made a lot of money. Start. I'm not. I know it sounds stupid. No. Start just saying these things out mm-hmm. loud. Mm-hmm. Keep saying them, and all of a sudden you're going to realize, mm-hmm. dude, this is this is awesome. Yeah. And I think that's the more grateful we sure, are. I was about to say gratitude. But by the way, it's hard. It's not as easy as you think. But it, it but it is. Yeah. It's science. Yeah. If we just like, dude, I'm doing this. I'm working so hard to just go. And I am. I go. Hey, you got a podcast. People yeah. listen to it. They yeah. like it. I'm on Patreon. Yeah, yeah I got patrons. I, I fucking uh, I have a relationship with my, a good relationship with my friends. I have two great dogs. I, I sleep in a bed. Yeah. I, if you just start doing this, you start realizing, and then when you start doing the charity and stuff, you start realizing like, God, mm. I'm not dying. No, I'm alive. I've got to stop comparing and worrying yeah. and just live. And I think that's a, the totally. thing for all of us. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not preaching. No, no, I'm no, telling no. you, this is, I need to do this, this more. Oh, by the way, this is something that everyone should do. You Especially know, Ryan. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know him, but he just looks <laughs> like he needs to be more grateful. <laughs> you need to be more appreciative. Yeah, you do. Right, I'm working it. You do. Yeah, he's you do. appreciative. He is. <laughs> no, but you're not wrong, dude. And, and um, you know, I write, uh, you know, little words of gratitude every day. I do do that. I mean, not every day, but I, I, when I have times of what the fuck, or I need this, or I need more money, and three kids at fucking private school, I mean, it's gnarly. Yeah. I'm like, all right, what's the worst that can happen? Here's the worst. I sell everything and move to fucking Colorado. You know what the and worst thing what? is? Yeah. I'll be happy. You know, what you, the know? Wor- you know what the worst thing is? I hate to say it, but think about it. Because, you know, this is going to air way later. Mm-hmm. But Kobe Bryant. I know. Dude, this that millions was... of dollars has everything. Yeah, gone. I know, like that. So horribly. I mean, tragic. if you really think about it, mm-hmm. if we just take today and just live this day and do the best we can, yeah, and try to have fun, yeah, and try not to take things too seriously, I think that that's when our anxiety sort of goes oh, away. Totally. I think when you can just be happy with yourself, because I am trying to be happy with myself. I just had somebody come over the house, and I'm working on stuff, and. You know, I'm always looking for a miracle, but Mm -hmm. the miracle I think probably lies within me. What's your biggest, like, what's your biggest issue? I think, I think pain, I deal with a lot of pain. Yeah. So like actual physical physical pain. pain. Oh, you do. And I'm trying to like, you know, cause I've had surgeries and things and I deal with it and I don't talk about it really. Right. Um, not a lot. Why I just, don't you talk about because it? Because I don't. No one wants to hear it. I'm trying to learn how to deal with, it, but I think a lot of it is emotional. I think. Oh, I think. I not not. I think is it chronic pain? Yeah, it's chronic pain. It's been with me for a while, but it's it's gotten worse. And um, I'm What's able. Up? Do you know? Like the you wouldn't know for the most part, right? But is it undiagnosed pain? No, I've had fusion in my neck. You I have. had a botched surgery. I had a bunch of stuff. Okay, but I've heard you talk about that on what? your podcast. Yeah, like a little, like a surgery. I say, oh, I had this surgery. But I don't, right. I, what I'm saying is I don't sit there and go, oh, my God, Rob, I'm in yeah. so much pain, man. I can't deal with it. I can't. I don't burden people with, with all that stuff mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I also oh, think, you know, yeah. you have all these great things. Why should you burden? Which is stupid. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're a good friend. You'll fucking listen to me. Because right. I listen to everybody's fucking problems. Right. Anybody has a problem, they come to me. I'll fucking help them. I yeah. always fucking am there for my yeah, friends. me too. I'm not saying they're not there for me. They are. But. I think they assume that I'm just good, mm-hmm. which I should be, but mm-hmm. I'm not because I'm fucking human mm-hmm. and I'm neurotic and I've got my shit. Yeah. And I'm not always good. Yeah. You saw me at Thanksgiving breakdown a little bit. I wasn't there. Well, you didn't see it. You, uh, Somebody should have taped it and emotional, sent it to you. Emotionally breakdown? Yeah, I just, uh, you know, we'll talk about this on your fucking podcast. <laughs> you even have, you, you, you can't have me on there. 
Do you have a sibling? Yeah, I have my brother. So bring him on. Ooh, that would get that would get crazy. Good. I think people would like that, but I don't know, man. I don't know if he's willing to talk about like you know his sh- his shit. We you know we don't. Well, have I can to. talk to him because I mean it might come up, and it's like you know because he's yeah he's we we worked together. He was my oh, assistant for uh, five years. Oh, uh, well, oh, and, gotta, and shit uh, happened. Oh, you got to bring him on, dude. It'll be great. <laughs> I mean, we, it'll be great. I yeah. love him. Kate's, we're close. Kate, Kate's the great diffuser too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's super chill like this. Dude, I love this. I don't want this interview to end, and I haven't even Doesn't looked, even looked, I haven't looked at this to. the whole time. This is the pages that I kind of looked at. That's, that's, I just want to say this. What if I just went off? I just want to say that I loved your mom <laughs> and seems like old times. Uh, I loved Chevy Chase's performance in that and her performance. No. You know <laughs> By what? By the way, that is uh, one of my mom. Oh, probably Charles Grodin. Could be my mom's, my, the, my favorite movie that my, my mom has done. It seems like old times. It is fucking untouchable. I love it so much. Dude, I love that movie. Oh, dude, it's, Remember when it's at the so end, good. I'll tear up. Remember oh, yeah. when she just runs into his house yeah, at the yeah. end? She's like that big smile freeze frame. Oh, you're like, yeah. I just wanted them to get together. And they it's bump so in, great. It's so sweet. <laughs> I know. I love it. I mean, dude. But look, you, you, I mean, I mean, it's so cool. It's so, you know, it's like you've heard every story. You've met every celebrity. It's probably not cool for you anymore because it's like people would say, oh, my God, to be Goldie Hawn and to be mm-hmm. Kurt Russell. Kurt, was, was he a good dad? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, he, he, he. He, I mean, he changed the whole direction of my life and the whole dynamic of who I, who I might have been. I mean, if I, if it wasn't for Kurt, I would not be the man that I am today. A hundred percent. I mean, right? he gave not only myself, but my family, Colorado, which is a huge part of my life and my upbringing. You know, he, he taught me how to be independent and how to not be afraid and to, you know, learn how to do things on my own and not rely on anyone else. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of lessons. That's, that is just like hearing that. Like, I see your relationship with your mom. Mm-hmm. And I hear this about Kurt because I love I remember I went up uh, Kurt and, and Goldie were at a party that I was at mm-hmm. and they were just standing there. And I just had seen this movie Bone Tomahawk. Oh, yeah. And I just I just had to because so, I'm a horror movie fan. And I just go. Hey, you're beautiful. I love you. And uh, Kurt, I just saw Bone Tomahawk. I love it. You guys take care. Have a nice evening. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say hi. I just, I don't care. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not those actors who are like, oh, I won't say hi to someone. Fuck you. Then why right. are you in the business? Right. Because you're an actor. Right. Fuck you. Right. Fucking right. go meet your fucking heroes. <laughs> go say hi to your heroes. Uh, totally. Because, you know, you die tomorrow. You can go fucking see. You're not, it's too cool. Yeah. I fucking hate that. No. People like, I, even I love Stern. And Stern was on this morning. He's like, Ooh. I don't need to go up to somebody. I don't need to go up. You know, it's like, yeah. why do you do that? Who does? Yeah. Be- because why not? Yeah, yeah. Are you bothering them? Yeah, they're at a party just to say I love you. Yeah, whatever. Who gives Nothing's a fuck? Nothing's wrong. No, I agree. But but your dad. Um, when I say your dad, what do you? What am I supposed I, to say? That's that's it. We I call him. Say, I call him. We call him Pa. Pa. Yeah. So we you're call pa, pa, who yeah, I, yeah. I fucking adore. He was so sweet, and I was walking away. He goes, hey, whoa, 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 come here, come here, come here. Okay, yeah, he goes. I love Bone Tomahawk too. Let's talk about this. No, really? why did you like it? And I go. Because I thought it was really funny and then got explosively dark and I got caught up in these characters. I had no idea it was going to happen. And he, we just started talking for like oh, 20 minutes about this. awesome. And he was just so that's cool. cool, man. That's actually interesting because that doesn't sound like Kurt too much. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, would yeah. he have done in your eyes? Oh, thank you. That's the end of it. You know what I mean? He wanted to talk yeah, about it. That's interesting. Oh, my that, God. That's not, that's not, his, him, that's not like Tell him. him he won't watch this. But tell him. My buddy, I was yeah. just on his podcast. I'm telling you. He'll yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say so he came up to you at a party like a year ago <laughs> and he just said, let's talk Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. And you sat there because he loved it so much and you talked about 
about. Yeah. So I loved it too. Why did you love it? Yeah. What was it? And we talked about the splitting the guy in half. You saw it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah. man. That movie's intense. Yeah. Anyway, but I heard a story too that your dad, or Paul, Paul, you're driving. I just want to add a couple of little fun stories here. Mm-hmm. We've, we've been real. We've been, you know, mm-hmm. but you know that you were driving with Kate mm-hmm. and you're, Kurt's driving. Is this true? Mm-hmm. Your mom's driving. You know what I'm going to say. I don't yet. And no. uh, there's a truck driver or something oh, yeah. cutting him off. Paint the picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. He, we were in Hawaii and we were just trying to get around this big semi truck. How old are you? Oh, shit. Little boy. Yeah. Six, seven. No, because Wyatt was alive, I think. So I was probably 12, I okay. think. Something so like that. So you remember. That. It's yeah. vivid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he, he the, 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 um, the semi will not let us pass him. And he's doing it on purpose, right? So then Kurt goes over into the shoulder and then, pass, and then cuts in front of him. And now we come up to a stoplight. And the guy gets out of the car and who's driving the truck. And then Kirk gets out of the car. And it doesn't even flinch. No, because I think that if something was going to go down, you don't want to be in the, your car. You want to be up and out. So, right, right. you know, there's, you have a better chance. He pulled over. Yeah. Well, it's at the stoplight. Okay. And the guy, Kurt's like, look, you know, I'm with the family. I was just trying to get by you, you know, diffusing the whole thing. And the guy was just not having it. You know, sort of poking Kurt, doing little shoves. Big dude. Big, like, three-plus hundred-pound guy. Kurt went to go turn away just to get out of the situation. And the guy just clocks him. And, of course, Kurt doesn't go down because his jaw's made of a material that doesn't exist on the (laughs) earth. And he just lights him up, but he... Only goes to the body, which was really interesting. <laughs> he went to the body and backed him up into his truck and then finished him off with a right hand to the face. Boom. The guy, I think he, he Kurt knocked a tooth out and he's looking up and laughing at him and he goes, <laughs> Kurt Russell just knocked my teeth out. <laughs> and Kurt comes back to the car and we get in and we we cruise and that was that I heard uh, obviously you know the story mm-hmm. I thought he said I just got my tooth knocked out by Snake Pliskin oh maybe but whatever uh, yeah one of the but, I thought I think it was Kurt Russell but you but, saw him do this yeah could he throw punches oh yeah I think I, I, Kurt could probably still beat me up I mean he could probably beat anybody uh, yeah, up he, he, he's Kurt he's, Russell he is he's all you can handle He's a tough man. Have you seen? But he's lo- soft as shit. Have you seen him lose his temper? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's my dad. You know what I mean? Does yeah. he look like he's does it like when he's in the movies where he gets yeah. that stern? Yeah, this is what's gonna happen. Oh, yeah, here. yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he taps into that oh, shit. Oh, that's it. Favorite that, Kurt Russell that's movie? It. Um, oh God, there's so many. I love Backdraft for so many reasons. Oh yeah, bro. I cry every time. I also love Breakdown. You ever see Breakdown? No. Oh, you got to see it. It's a tight, tight movie with J T. Walsh. He's in it. Kurt plays a different kind of character, sort of a like a like a like a do good husband who's driving cross country, and they break down, and then it takes a really bad turn. What about the thing? Of course, dude. Those movies are incredible. Escape, escape, yeah, escape from yeah, yeah. Escape from New York, the thing. You know, he's done. I mean, he's done. I mean, Tombstone. Whenever Tombstone's on, I just can't stop watching. And then, by the way, dude, Overboard. Oh, one of the best. So fun. I, it's like every time I'm I'm crying. Every fucking time. 
I cried. Yeah, and it's your mom. Yeah. I know. Well, because when she, when the kids, when she's leaving at the end in the limousine and the kids are all banging on the window, sort of saying, mom, where are you going? And she's closing her ears because she can't hear it. I'm like, oh, fuck. That's gnarly. What's your favorite uh, Goldie movie? Oh, man. I mean, Private Benjamin. Um, Wildcats. Love Wildcats. Oh, yeah. I was a kid on. I was there for Wildcats. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. I would uh, Wesley Snipes. Who I was like. I think it was his first movie. He we were. He was my homie. I mean, Wesley was the coolest dude, and I would be on his shoulders running around <laughs> the thing. And it was Woody Harrelson, and they were all like these newbie actors. That was fun. That was fun in Chicago. That was dope. Hey, real quick. These are quick questions. Yeah. This is from uh, some patrons. Yeah, real quick, Lisa. What was it like being on the iconic Dawson's Creek? Because I think you did like 18 episodes, right? <laughs> any stories from the set? Any quick story? We do these rather quickly. Um, I loved it, dude. I loved it because I worked two days. I had a house right on the beach. I surfed every day. And I met some really good friends there. And Katie, Katie Holmes and I actually became good friends. And that, that sort of... You didn't make love? Out. No, we didn't make love. You didn't I, kiss? Was, I was with Aaron at the time. Oh. Yeah. Good thing you didn't make love to him. <laughs> yeah. Lee Stubbs, I love to hate him on Nashville. How did you feel about getting killed off? I didn't like it, but it was a necessity. I was lucky enough to be do, having, done, I had to do another show. So they literally had to kill me off. They had no choice. <laughs> Christine, who was your favorite actor to work on Scream Queens? Uh, I'm going to say Glenn Powell. That's my boy. Glenn Powell. I love Glenn. Good dude. Man. He's a good Danny man. Oliver's work in lots of genres, drama, comedy, horror, documentary. Does he have a favorite type of role? Probably comedy. Dark. Oh, I like dark comedy. Angel Harrington, I love the podcast you're doing with your sister. Any chance you'll work together in acting projects sometime soon? Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah? Yeah. Matthew Jasso, Snake Plissken or Jack Burton? Jack Burton. Oh, by the way, that's the other one. Big what? Trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorites that Kurt has done. I mean... That that movie, well, it's another John Carpenter movie, you know, anything John Carpenter does. You know, I heard something where it was like Kurt Russell was, uh, they were considering, well, they had a, t- I don't know if they have a table, I don't know if this is true, table read or something for Escape from New York. And they're like, it's just that we got to change it. We got to make it more likable. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm likable. Right. I'm Kurt Russell. Right. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm like, there's something true about that though. Oh, hell yeah. If you're likable. You can make anything. Yeah. I mean, well, look at Danny McBride, right? Oh, I love him in everything. He's, he's a horror show. He's, he's despicable. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's despicable. And he's bound and down. He's a despicable human. But I'm, I'm rooting for him every single time. And that's just because that's his nature. You Mary know? Brock up. I'm sure you'll talk about what it was like growing up with Goldie Hawn. We did this, right? Home to okay. uh, I'm wondering about the series splitting up together as a husband and father himself. Uh, what did he think about the family dynamics in the series at all real- realistic? Yeah, that's why I loved it. I mean, it was my favorite thing that I've done because it actually touched upon something real, something that people were going through. When I was doing press and stuff and around after the show aired even, people would come up to me like, I'm going through this or I have friends who are doing this. So it was, you know, that's real. I, I liked it for that reason, actually. Jill Eckhart, does he get free Fabletics gear? So you and your sister did a, a, an athletic company, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, hers. It's hers. It's hers. Right. But yes. Yes, I do get Is it good stuff? stuff? Yeah, it's good. It's good. They, good have, a men, they have a men's line. They just launched a men's line. That's... Would I look good in Fabletics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you work out? 
Flabletics. <laughs> Karen Bennett thinking like back to like childhood. A spade joke. <laughs> Flabletics. It really was. What were your some of your best memories of your family? I mean, probably going to Colorado is what you said, right? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my fam. We're we're a tight, tight family. Very close. We all live within ten minutes from each other. Still. Well, I'm glad. Thanks for allowing me to uh, be inside of you today. Yeah, dude. Really, you, you, you I, felt good. It did. It felt yeah. really good. Yeah, it felt, felt, it felt natural. Yeah, really um, natural. It was awesome. Maybe I'll ask him off. But if I totally, like, if I brought, gave you, like, a, a poster to get signed, you'd do it, right? Yeah, of course. Like, dude. if I said, hey, can you sign this fucking, like, the thing poster? For yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's That's easy. easy. How many friends of you have done that? Zero. Are you serious? Yeah. Then they're fucking pretend time. Yeah. Dude, 100%. That That's so So no easy. one's ever done it, so it's you really not an imposition. You fucking 10, 10 per posters. Well, I probably, now that you said that, I'll probably get, you know. Get, like, seriously, get whatever ones that you want. and They don't care. They don't, my kid, my dad doesn't give a fuck. So, yeah, it's one of my good hey, friends. Michael, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Bone Tomahawk guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I might have him sign the Bone Tomahawk. Yeah. What a great movie, Ryan. You got to watch it. Dude, this has been great. I hope yeah, you'll dude. have me on your show. 100%. My brother will, will come on. Sibling revelry. Sibling revelry. And what else is going? What's your? What's your? Uh, I know you're not on Twitter. Not on Twitter. On uh, Instagram. Instagram. What's your handle? The Oliver Hudson. The Oliver Hudson and mm-hmm. and uh, sibling revelry is it's at, at at sibling revelry. Yeah. Listen to on. his pocket. Listen how open was and how much fun and guys. If you like someone like I like, I mean, look, this is you, obviously you're gonna love this. So yeah. give that a shot and subscribe Thanks, to his show. And Thank Kate, you, she's man. You come on with your brother; it's gonna it'll be good. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, we'll fuck with your brother a little bit. Oh Jesus! <laughs> All right, love you, buddy. Thanks. Love you too, man. I loved it. What do you think? What was your favorite thing about Oliver Hudson? Favorite listen. thing about Oliver Hudson? I mean, listening to him about that. It was really fun. It was fun to talk. Uh, not talk. I didn't talk at all. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun to listen to. Yeah, I was cutting it. I was like, oh, there, there was no break. Yeah. The you, there, like it was constant. Like it was like an hour and a half. I think it's going to be shorter, but you know. Yeah. And you listen, you have to listen because you edit because you have to get, make it tight and get all the uh-huh. air out and all that bullshit. So you really listen to all the episodes. If there's one person who really listens, it's you. There was no air. I was trying to find, because normally like I find like a halfway point, like, okay, this is where the conversation shifts. It just like went. It just went. It just went. Very it fluid. Very, very, very fluid. Very fluid. So uh, again, guys, thank you. If you like this podcast, many more great ones to come. You could also revisit the old ones. Make sure you subscribe. It's, it's, it's enormously helpful. There's some big news coming up when I can announce it. I will. Uh, we're going to be uh, Rob Danson and I, we do, uh, he's a guitarist from left on Laurel. Uh, he and I are doing an album together. We do stages once a month. So look on my, uh, uh, Instagram and all that stuff. There's great prizes and zooms and all that. And of course, Patreon. Thank you to all my patrons. Um, out there who make this show possible uh couldn't do it without you uh the stage at winners vicky garcia lisa jordan thank you um we play covers we play originals we play a couple of left on laurel songs oh and i'm doing the virtual thank you for coming to the uh we did a uh, fan expo virtual thing where fans can zoom me and and uh, there's one coming up make sure you're looking on my instagram and all that because tom welling and i are going to be doing some duo zooms and more of these virtual conventions, which are interesting. And, uh, you know, when you do a Zoom with me, it's always like, well, they, they say they're two minutes, but I always press an extra. You could, there's a button you could press extra 10 seconds, extra 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm giving people twice their time half the time. And they're like, um, can we go to the next one? I'm like, no, I'm not done talking to uh, John here. So thank you again for listening. Thank you to everyone out there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read off the, uh, the patrons, which I always do. Is there any way to make this interesting? Maybe we can come up with some uh, interesting, um, Patreon music, like a little guitar riff after this, where we could play something and add it to this. Sure. 
Sure. Sure. Here are the patron shout outs. Uh, couldn't do it without you. Nancy D, Mary B, Leah S, Trisha F, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Lauren G, Nico P, Barry I, Argentina. Wow, my contacts are bad. Angelina G, uh, Robin S, Jerry W, Kevin R, Emily K, Bob B, Robert B, Jason W, Stephen J, Kristen K, Amelia O, Allison L, Tom N, Jess N, Lucas M, Raj, Joshua D, Emily S, CJP, CJP, Samantha M, Hamza B, Jennifer N, Stacy B, Carly T, Reem, Jennifer S, Janelle B, Tab of the 272, Kimberly E, Melissa C, Mike E, Marissa N, Judith D, Ramira, Beth B, Chris F, Sarah F, Chad W, Leanne P, Jackie P, Rodrigo, Rodrigo S, Ration, 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 Ray A, Maya P, Megan D, Jennifer C, Maddie S, Tiffany I, Kendrick F, Ashley E, Margie M, Sigourney P, Thomas T, Matt W, Belinda N, we're almost done, Benjamin R, Lisa J, Kevin V, Robert S, Joy W. Thanks, everyone out there. This has been a joy to do. I want to keep doing this podcast. I do my best. I call every guest. I get every guest. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to get some help in a little while, in a little, in a little bit, to help me get more guests. But when people say, can you get so-and-so on? Well, I have to know them or know someone. or I, I do my best. I've called agents. I've done that thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, here I am. I'm that guy. Hey. <laughs> you know, and then sometimes calling guests, like I was calling Jensen Ackles again. I'm Jensen. Hey. Dude, it's Rosie again. Hey. and then. Then he used me. I was like, dude, dude, I'm so sorry, blah, blah. And I thought, you know, I was like, he's probably annoyed. He's probably like, fuck off. I think I just emailed Karen Gillen again. You know, <laughs> she's probably like, oh, oh, God. It's like, shut the fuck up. You know, but like, I got to try. I love doing this and it helps people and I'm going to fucking keep doing it. Sorry for the F bombs. Ryan, anything you got going on? Uh, No. No. Well, you know, I'm glad you're doing this. So thank you. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for allowing me to be in, inside each and every one of you. Uh, Till next time, uh, you know, just take care of yourself. Do the best you can. Wear a mask. Be respectful. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.